Hello and welcome to Spring Ridge Church Podcast. On this podcast, we will broadcast messages and lessons from our church. If they bless you, I encourage you to subscribe and rate our channel, as well as you can visit our website, www.springridgechurch.com. If you'd like to communicate, you can send an email to pastor at springridgechurch.com. And uh, we would love to hear from you, where you're listening from. And if you have any questions you'd like to have answered, uh, desire a Bible study, or would like to send us a prayer request, all of those are welcome uh, requests and forms of communication we enjoy. So we hope that the, the podcast bless you. Hope that you will uh, subscribe and become a part of our faithful listening audience. Sometimes we think we know where we're at. I'm glad to know that God's positioning system is better than Google. How many of you ever got lost following Google directions? <laughs> Took me somewhere that, that I couldn't get to where I needed to be. But I'm glad that the Lord is, gives perfect, um, perfect directions. And He leads us and guides us. Nate, if you get those notes there on the corner, um, I'm so glad that the Lord takes care of us. Amen. Tonight we are going to continue our study of the book of James. Uh, we have called this the apostolic mindset or apostolic mindset. And uh, it's some great, great scriptures to meditate upon and study and strive to live out in our lives. Uh, so, uh, we're, we're, we're going to start reading at verse 13, but I, I did just want to uh, give a nod to the lesson Brother uh, BJ taught last week. I found it to be very edifying, and I'm thankful. And I was just reading the chapter today, and with that part where it says, uh, Be not many teachers, uh, the Amplified says, uh, Don't be many um Censors and uh, rebukers. <laughs> Why now that puts it in a hole. Basically, don't be someone that feels like you need to criticize and correct everyone. And I thought, you know, that is so consistent with the rest of the book, and uh, especially some of the things that we will read tonight. And uh, there's a lot of people that are trying to teach other people. And, and they need to teach themselves. And somebody say amen. Amen. So, uh, I, and I also wanted just to point out this scripture. The Bible says in verse 6, James chapter 3 and verse 6, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. Uh, I have always heard people explain speaking in tongues and the one of the reasons why the Lord chose to cause to the, the sign of the Holy Ghost baptism to be speaking in tongues is that's one thing we can't tame and when he tames it 
we know and everyone else knows, only God can do what he just did. Speaking in a language you've never learned, you can't do that. Only God can do that. He tames our tongue when we get the Holy Ghost. And if we'll keep the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Ghost work in us, he'll keep our tongue tamed. Tongue tamed. He'll keep our tongue tamed. Hallelujah. So um, I, I just wanted to, to, to just mention that. So this, this, this evening we're going to start reading. We're going to read verse 13 through 17. And I think it's on the wall. And uh, then you have notes. That that's on the wall is the King James Version. And uh, I love the King James Version. Other versions may add a, a, a different uh, light or a little more understanding. And maybe words that we understand a little better. But I, I do appreciate uh, the verbiage and the, the, uh, the, the words that are used. Who is a wise man? Endued with knowledge among you. Let him show out of a good conversation his work with meekness and wisdom. That word conversation could be out of a good conduct. Let him show out of good conduct his works with meekness and wisdom. What he does. Let him show out of good good deeds, good activity, good attitudes uh, with meekness of wisdom. But if Ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts. Glory not and lie not against the truth. Verse 15. This wisdom descendeth not from above. Everybody say it's wisdom. But this kind of wisdom is earthly, sensual, devilish. What kind of wisdom? Read verse 14. Wisdom that where there's envy and strife. Things people say, things people do, decisions people make, and it produces envy and strife. That is a wisdom, but it's a wisdom that is earthly, sensual, and even devilish. Verse 17, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Amen. I have... I have probably taught and preached over the past few years that that wisdom from above is another word for love. You follow what the scripture says about heavenly wisdom, it heavenly wisdom is ultimately the spirit of God flowing through us which is the fruit of the spirit which is love. So James chapter 3, I want to read this from I believe this is the uh, the Phillips version, not me, <laughs> but a man named Phillips had his translation, and I find it to be enlightening. And this is what he wrote uh, for the same text. Are there some wise and understanding men among you? Then your lives will be an example of the humility that is born of true wisdom. 
But if your hearts are full of rivalry and bitter jealousy, then do not boast of your wisdom. Don't deny the truth that you must recognize in your inmost heart. You may acquire a certain superficial wisdom, but it does not come from God. It comes from this world, from your own lower nature, even from the devil. And so James here gives us a comparison of of natural wisdom. Natural wisdom, carnal wisdom, even demonic wisdom. And these three things sometimes can be hard to distinguish. I never will forget one day, I was, this years ago, uh, one of my previous lives, I traveled a fair amount and uh, found myself in airports and layovers. And uh, one day I was, I was uh, perusing a bookstore there on, in the airport, I think it was Atlanta or North Carolina, wherever it may have been, and there was a book that just caught my attention. And it's, a, it's, an, it's got an orange cover. It's got a blue like band, a ribbon that goes down the middle of it, and and written down the band in gold letters. It says power. And then the title of the book are the twenty one irrefutable laws of power. And I picked it up and kind of uh, flipped through a few pages, and I thought, well, this this will be interesting. And so I bought the book and I read the book, and uh, each law of of power, there was a historical uh, example of how someone in history used that law to extend its power and defeat its enemies. And when I'm reading this, I realize I have seen people use that kind of wisdom in the various circumstances I've been, even in situations uh, around the kingdom, around the church, around uh, the ministry. And, and, and when I got through reading it, or as I read it, I thought to myself, this is the wisdom that is from below. It's earthly wisdom, even devilish wisdom. And uh, some of you may be familiar with the name Machiavelli. Uh, Machiavelli wrote a book. He was a counselor to kings, and he wrote a book uh about the way he saw kings make decisions and bring their rule and power to bear. And it's that kind of earthly, sensual, even demonic wisdom that tries to manipulate. In my opinion, witchcraft uh, is using spiritual uh, spiritual principles and your own spiritual stuff. We all are spiritual. Without the Holy Ghost, we still have a spirit. And it's using uh, religion, spirit, God to manipulate people. To get someone to do what you want them to do and you try to do it from a spiritual means. That is witchcraft. And uh, I, we have to be careful and discern when we're dealing with people that are trying to influence our lives and dictate to us what we need to do. We need to be sure that, that they 
And we, in response, are walking in a spirit of wisdom that is from above. Some kind of body could say, well, what if I'm trying to have heavenly wisdom and I'm dealing with somebody with demonic wisdom? Well, Jesus taught us. Jesus, Jesus taught us to pray for those that persecute you, forgive them that do, do wrong, uh, bless them that curse you. Uh, the, the, the spiritual principles of the kingdom may seem to be counterintuitive to our nature because our nature says, you hit me, I'm hitting you back, right? It's, that's earthly wisdom. But heavenly wisdom operates on a different dimension and when you pray for someone that's doing you wrong, trust me, God can get them better than you can. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. If someone is coming against you and you're a child of God and you're trying to do what's right and you operate in the wisdom that's from above, God will get them. <laughs> he will get them. And the sad power part is, is when he gets them, it don't make you happy. It's sad to see God get somebody. Has anybody ever been got by God? Amen. You ain't never had a whooping until you had a God whooping. Amen. I don't want a God whooping. How about you? And so, heavenly wisdom, wisdom that's from above, and understanding, I think you can wrap it up in a word called humility. Humility. Is something we must strive to possess. My dad, every time I've heard him pray for me, I've since I was just a young man, I heard him pray, Lord God, keep him humble. Amen, Dad, it's working. <laughs> Look around here tonight, it's really working. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, humility is something that we must strive to have in our life. And truly, humility is not hard to have when you think about who God is. How much we depend on God. When we consider that He is the Creator and we are the Creator. He is the Savior and we are the saved. He is the shepherd and we are the sheep. He's the provider and we're the one in need. He's the redeemer, we're the one that needs to be redeemed. He's the healer, we're the one that's sick. He's the keeper, and we're the one that needs to be kept. When we walk in a full acknowledgement of God's grace in our life and how much we need it, it will be hard for us to operate in the spirit of pride when we know that everything we have came from God. Everything that we truly need is going to come from God. And I don't want to mess that up by getting my spirit and my mind and my heart out of place. Somebody said amen. Our natural response should be from a heart of humility. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4 says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Why? Why should I clothe myself with humility? For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. How many of you need grace? 
verse verse 6, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care for upon him because he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith knowing the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the grace, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, after you've suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Amen. Amen. God, help me. Help me, Lord Jesus, to embrace your greatness. Because if I can embrace God's greatness, it's not hard for me to be clothed in humility. Verse 17 and 18 from this uh, uh, Phillips version, it reads, The wisdom that comes from God is first utterly pure, then peace-loving, gentle, approachable, full of tolerant thoughts and kindly actions with no breath of favoritism or hint of hypocrisy. Amen. And the the wise are peacemakers who go on quietly sowing for a harvest of righteousness in other people and in themselves. You know, I sometimes see people post on social media, and if I was to gauge the spouting, and I was to judge it by James chapter 3, it seems very apparent the spirit in which that post was made. But I must recognize that I must strive to have that same, I must judge myself by the same measure. I must pray that that which I say, that which I do, the attitude in which I display is a an attitude, a spirit, a, a disposition toward others that that I would I would it's it's first utterly pure. Pure. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall how do I see God? I have a pure heart. I, I truly believe that this can only come by the help of God. How is it that I can look at what someone's doing and have an unjaded view and hope the best for them? How is it that I can can love peace, that I can be gentle, that I can be open with other people? This wisdom that is from above, I would say to you, it is only possible but by the Spirit of God. Because the Bible says that the, that the wise will be peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall inherit the earth. Is that right? I believe that's right. So we must, we must strive to make peace. To make peace with those that are at odds with someone else. As the Lord leads. I wouldn't just go around meddling with people. <laughs> 
But when given an opportunity and there is someone at odds with someone, we should strive to be the advocate for that person that that someone's angry with. Right? It's not good just to sit there quietly, uh-huh, I see, I'm sorry, that's terrible. When someone's just angry and, and has angst against someone, it, it, it's, I think it's beneficial for us to strive to be a peacemaker and to, 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 to be an advocate to those that may find themselves on the wrong side of someone's uh, angst and, and anger. Because at the end of the day, we're going to reap what we sow. If you sow it, it's going to grow. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto them that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of his flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And I would say that if we would strive to walk in the wisdom that is from above. The series called Apostolic Mindset. And I think sometimes we can make up our mind what we'll do about a situation before we ever meet the situation. I will be a peacemaker. I will be open to those. I am going to seek to do good for them. My dad told me that in the the prayer room about coming to church, needing to pray through, broke, didn't have nothing. And uh, how the preacher gave him $5. And he said, I was just thinking about what if he hadn't given me that $5. And, uh, you know, I think about that. What would have happened to me if the Lord had not saved my dad and my dad hadn't came back to the church and not got remarried to my mother and I would have been raised by just my mother and her, my grandmother. Amen. I would say that it would my life would be a whole lot different if I didn't have my, my, my Holy Ghost filled dad in my life. So thank God someone gave my dad $5. Amen. Makes me want to give somebody $5. Amen. I, $5 won't buy you a tank of gas anymore. <laughs> Amen. Huh? A gallon and a half. $5. $5. What? That, there ain't much you can buy with $5 drinking a candy bar but five dollars he said five dollars today would then is about fifty dollars now and uh, I'm thankful I'm thankful that the Lord puts people in our lives that 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 give us a tank of gas and help us when we're when we're down and out and and I just I want to be someone that that he said he said he might have only had five dollars worth of faith in me Amen. Uh, be that as it may, I, I want to be have a heart that is willing to help people. Because at the end of the day, I truly believe the Bible says, the, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. I want to be a peacemaker. And, and part of making peace isn't just helping people get along, they're at odds, but being a peacemaker is 
sometimes taking the time and speaking a word of peace, encouraging someone, praying for someone, being someone's advocate and helping them. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Someone asked the question the other day, why is it that Jesus was called King of Kings, Lord of Lords, but only the Prince of Peace? Did you see this video we did? And uh, someone came in and basically said that, that that title from the original language was like someone that was a, a keeper of the peace. Someone that whose responsibility was to exercise authority in that domain so that there was peace. A prince as in having authority over that area. And so if there wasn't peace, it was his job to come and make peace. And I'm so glad that I have a maker of peace in my life. And he'll come and give me peace and run off the devil. Amen. And help me have peace even, even when I don't deserve it sometimes. Somebody say amen. Amen. Lay your hand on your head and let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for an apostolic mindset. Lord God, help me to be a peacemaker. Help me to be filled and flow and walk and talk in the wisdom that is from above. Lord, that, that it would be pure and peaceable, Lord, that I would sow righteousness, Lord, that, God, I would be willing, Lord Jesus, to, to be someone's $5 toward their road of redemption, Lord. Help me, O oh God, today. Bless and anoint these people, your people, Lord, that, Lord Jesus, God, they could see beyond what they naturally would see, that they would understand things that they could not naturally know, God. Give them discerning of spirits and the discerning of men's heart. Lord God, put in our mouth fitly spoken words, words that would bring peace, we pray. In Jesus' name, give us an apostolic mindset. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen.